Like, yeah. She, in fact, actually from New Orleans this round, we only, I think, had two New Orleans players. I think it was Ariana, and then she brought a girl who had never played before. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. So I don't know if that's, like, what you want to say or not, but... Okay. Alicia, did you just crack open a beer? Yes, I did. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we're going to recap uh, the Elite Dodgeball South Round 2 Women's Division, and also, if time permits, we'll also get into co-ed as well. And uh, joining me once again is uh, Christy, Alicia, and Marie. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on. Per usual, let's just go ahead and start with the, uh, the introductions, uh, name, teams you played for, for both women's and co-ed, if it's applicable, and then any roles you guys might have had outside of that. So we'll start with you. Um, actually, we'll start with you, Christy. Uh, I'm Christy. I played with uh, WMD for women's, and I didn't play any other divisions, but I'm a big, what do you call it, cheerleader for Lone Star. Gotcha. And did you um, did you play for Lone Star last, last round? So yeah, I'm okay. a part of Lone Star, <laughs> um, but I am done playing co-ed because of my pregnancy. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. So I won't I won't dig in much deeper than that. Um, how about you, Alicia? Uh, yes, I played for Ascension on the women's team, created a team for this round, and then Ascension for co-ed, and along with Anthony, helped run the South. Awesome. So you created a team. Is that who's that? Ascension or? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Cool. And then um, last but not least, Marie. Yeah, this is Marie. I uh, played for women's, uh, or WMD for women's, and Outsiders uh, for co-ed. And you're recently returning from um, being pregnant, right? So this is your first, because obviously you didn't play during round one, right? Memory serves me correctly. Right, I didn't play round one. It was only, baby was only like 10 days old or something. Um, But I did make it out to the West um, round two, so I played with them um with the the co-ed group for outsiders in west round two but this is my first time back in the south and doing the whole day what was that like coming back you know i was nervous about it um mostly just because i'm still getting back in shape and um i was both times i'm you know bouncing trying to take care of the baby or, you know, feeding him and all that kind of stuff in between games. And, um, (laughs) so I was, I was nervous that I'd be able to keep up. Um, but it felt good. You know, I played pretty well in, um, the West and it, it, it felt nice out there. So coming into, uh, play out here again, I was really looking forward to it. I think it took, and it's still taking me a little bit to, you know, get just, my basic skills back in line, just throwing accurately and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but overall, it, it feels good to be back on the court. Awesome. Um, yeah, so when we talked about in the um, the open recap, uh, Vaughn and, and Joe talked about going to the West and just kind of getting like this newfound sense of like intensity from West-based uh, ba- players and bringing that to the South. Um, did, 
did you kind of feel the same way? Like, what was your, what was your interpretation of that? Like, how did, how did you feel seeing the West and then bringing that into the South? What was that like? Well, I don't think it was much of a surprise. You know, I wasn't in here when, when you guys recorded that. So I'm not sure what was said. I'll have to hear it with everybody else, but um, we've seen, I'll say the majority of the teams in the, in the West at nationals. Right. So I don't think it surprises me to see um, what teams do out there, but I, I appreciate being able to play um, with them just because, you know, it does put you on, on a higher caliber court, um, I guess, and than what we necessarily have here. Um, and so it makes you work harder and, and it, it, I enjoy that because it's a higher, it's a faster paced game. And, you know, you're able to use a lot more skill and I don't know, finesse on the court than, than we get to do out here regularly in the South. I think we're getting better in the South. So there is more competition. And that's one of my key points um, after round two is just the increased, you know, competition that we have out here, but it's definitely more in the West. So. For sure. Yeah, I, I can't think of a better way to get in to get back into the swing of things than um, to jump right into a West-based tournament. And that's again, that's, that's my bias talking. Um, and I'm, I guess I'll always be that way. I've been I've been here for for my whole life, so I'll always advocate for uh, talking about the West just a little bit, but but not too much. Um, speaking of the West, so Alicia, I mean, what was what was like your I don't want to give you a hard time, but what was like your, your biggest pull into playing in the West? Because like you're you're pretty much that's your established team, right? Um, Bionic for women's. Yes, yes. And earlier, I was calling you a traitor, but um, <laughs> what was the what was the pull there? If you don't mind my asking, uh, I, it was I think... it was a little bit combination of things. I mean, we we only we're still growing here in the South, and it looked like we were only going to have four teams, and so it it's still a bit of a struggle and I'm always down to travel and trying to up my game and become a better player. And so I saw an opportunity to either go, I, I didn't actually know where I was going at the beginning of the season. And so I kind of reached out to the East West if they were going to have North and see it, who, who was building teams, who was creating something. And then I had someone reach out to me from the East coast. And unfortunately their round three is the same as the South round three. And so I didn't want to commit to a team and then not be able to play all three rounds or only one or two rounds. And so then I had someone reach out to me from the West. And so it, it worked out and I've been able to make the first two rounds and should be able to make round three. And so it's been, it's been an awesome experience and getting to play more teams, getting to play some of the top teams out there. So it's, it was something I wanted to do to get better as a player. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely uh, should have taken you up on your invitation to play and in this round. Um, being my typical self, I had the choice between this, the Seattle Classic, and home, and because I don't make decisions fast enough, I ended up being at home. And um, mm -hmm. in the open recap, I ended up dropping an F-bomb when I realized, like, all man, I chose incorrectly. But I, I, I kind of like... Um, I really like the idea of traveling to other regions and just seeing what else is out there because uh, the only chance I get is just nationals and it's a you know it's a very fast-paced few days of just non-stop dodgeball. But to be able to actually um, see other divisions and, and and kind of take your time in the rounds, um, 
I definitely advocate that even though I don't really do it, but I, I want to. So um, has that helped your, your dodgeball um, skills at all? Or is it too early to tell? Or like, what's that experience been like? I, I think it definitely has. I mean, the West is completely different from what we have here in the South. And, and I always forget about it, but we have a, a full day of women's on the West side where we're playing no sting all morning into the afternoon. And then you go into eliminations bracket play and then you jump into foam. And so you're doing a full day, 12 hours of women's just women's. And then the next day is co-ed. And so with that, it's, you're playing all day. You're, you're not stopping. You're playing more teams. You get to see a little bit more. And then, and then the pace and just playing with different people to me is probably one of the biggest uh, advantages of playing in a different region. Gotcha. Do you have any other regions picked out in mind or are you sticking between West and, and South for now? So far, just South and West. Gotcha. I, I was hoping maybe to make it to one of the other regions, but it's not looking like I can this year. Gotcha. And how about you, Marie? Are you thinking um, other time in regions as well, or was that like your one and done and we'll see you at nationals or what are your thoughts there? Um, no, I'm, I'm not going to be going to any of the other regions for round three. Gotcha. And um, Christy, how about you? Are you planning on going to any other regions or in the meantime? I think I'm done playing dodgeball <laughs> this season. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, uh, that's a so, good question. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'll only just be captaining WMD for round three and nationals, and that's probably it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like post elite tournaments too. Like, um, obviously there was the classic where you know I met you guys um, like in December time frame. Or are you, do you think you're just done for the rest of the year? No, no, no. Uh, as soon as I, if I'm going to try to be a rock star like Marie and come back as soon as possible. So I'm hoping to still hit whatever December and uh, Sin City tournaments there are. Awesome. Well, just going to throw out the uh, replacements. So that's always going to be uh, my go-to when it comes to outside tournaments. But, um, well, cool. Well, let's – uh, oh, go ahead. I have to tell you, Hooch was here for our round three – or sorry, round two. He was here, and I asked him – you know, how he liked it. And he said that he loves the intensity of the West, but he said it was really homey playing in our tournament. So I think everybody should come give the South an, you know, a chance as a pickup player or travel as a team, whatever, but you should come. You missed out not playing with us. Oh, I know. I, I expressed my discontent with that decision <laughs> as well. Um, when is round three? Is that getting too off topic? It's the uh, last weekend of June. Hmm. Maybe. One month from today. Yeah, it's coming up really soon then. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, and wh- wh- where is it going to be? New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, that should be fun. And uh, I'll probably talk with you guys offline and, and see what the viability of that is. But um, let's go ahead and get into the just like the biggest takeaways for round two, kind of get back to, to recapping. And... Um, Actually, we'll go ahead and start with you, Christy. So what was your biggest like high-level takeaway for round two, um, pretty much sticking with, with women's? Um, my biggest takeaway after round two was that girl is poison, that team. Um, they are, I would say, mostly new players. I, I don't know. Some of them 
played at least a round or so last year. But as a team, they've been going to practice at least twice a week. And it showed big time between round one and round two. I was super impressed with how much progress they made just between the two rounds. And their team chemistry is infectious. It, it, they look like they're having a blast and they're playing good doing it. Nice. And so they're going to practice like a, a, like rec leagues or local leagues or like an actual structured practice practice with just them or what does that look like? So they play um, league play in Dallas and Fort Worth and they also do like trampoline. But as a team, they're going to a structured practice on Mondays and Wednesdays nice. together. Awesome. And looks like looks like they still took the third seed but they had an additional team to contend with. And um, I'm trying to look at where they where they play. So I think they got second again. No. Is that right? I think they took third both third. round one and round two. Okay. But their play was so much better this round. Gotcha. Well, that's exciting. Um, it, it's been especially exciting, exciting seeing the development of this division. And... Um, Marie, I think you said earlier you guys had two round robins and then uh, bracket play. Yeah, we went through, um, you know, two full round robins um, before we did the bracket play. I think uh, what I understood from round one was they just did one once through for round robin. Um, so, in fact, we were playing started our second uh round through round robin and i i caught ourselves our, myself after a couple games and said wait why are we playing two out of three i thought we were <laughs> i thought we were in the bracket play at the time and we weren't so <laughs> I, I was a little confused but it worked out and so it, i guess was it decided that uh foam you guys just didn't want to do foam this time or do you know why uh, foam wasn't involved just no, I don't. I, I know there were some questions going into the day of, um, you know, were, were there a couple different things we wanted to try out? I don't know where that was coming from. Alicia probably knows a little bit more. Do you know what the, uh, what that was about, Alicia? Yeah, we had kind of, kind of talked amongst ourselves with the captains, and I think everybody kind of had a consensus of we would like to focus more on no-sting this round instead of adding foam uh, we we just got extremely exhausted playing foam last time and it, it just dragged on and then then we ended up cutting things short and it was kind of a uh, yeah we're we're playing for fun but not it wasn't like an actual division right. and so since no sting is an actual division here we wanted to focus more on that and play actual round robins and our full bracket play Gotcha. And again, so in case anybody didn't catch round one, this is sanctioned now. The The women's division has reached 6v6 and it's going to count towards rankings? Yes. Awesome. And um, let's actually let's go back to Maurice. So what, what was your biggest takeaway from round two? Uh, well, I wasn't there for round one, which we already said. So I, I didn't get to see how everybody played. Coming into round two, um, I was really impressed at the the teams that were there and how well they all played together. Um, you know, last <clears throat> last year 
we were really just trying to get people onto the court. Um, you know, they knew the fundamentals of the game, but um, in general, across the board, you know, throws weren't strong and, you know, catching was half there. And there were a handful of superstars, right, um, in, in terms of those skills or people that had played for a long time. But now we're seeing teams that are forming that are sticking together. Like Christy said, we have um, elite practices here um, Mondays and Wednesdays. Some teams play, you know, Tuesdays or whatever. But those are especially especially days, especially set aside for elite style play um, and practice. And the teams just kind of show up and 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 play together um, just to work on getting better. And you know, what I noticed this round was how much better teams are playing together more than just, um, you know, taking turns, throwing the ball back and forth across the court. I was seeing a lot more strategy, people understanding their role on the court, um, being able to call plays that actually mattered. Um, you know, it, it, and it, it really improved the, um, my enjoyment on the court being able to play with teams that were, you know, just playing better together. That's awesome. So it's definitely been like a, a build up off of round one, uh, even though you, you missed that, but also more importantly, last year, where, as you said, it was just a matter of trying to get uh, women to play dodgeball, period. Now they're they're taking this more seriously by having practices and just uh, developing, you know, like the next level, uh, I guess, skill sets, for lack of better words, like calling plays, having more deliberate throws, stuff like that. So that's awesome. Um, how about numbers wise? Are, is it is it fair to say that we're looking at um, an increase in numbers? I mean, I see five teams this this round versus four last round. So, is is word getting out that there's um, I don't want to say there's a place for women, but like it's developing or growing still? Or yeah, I think you know there's a combination of things. We we have um, certainly five teams of six. Um, Ascension only had five team team members playing. Um, so let's call it 30 people, right, that showed up to play um, versus starting with 16 when we first started. So we've doubled in size. Some of that is from growth just here in the South. Um, and all, all of that growth, I'd say, is from DFW. We, we do have a team that was put together um, from New Orleans, <clears throat> I'd say the numbers stayed the same between last season and the season for New Orleans. Um, we'll see what happens when we actually go to round three, because that'll be in their home court. And, you know, it's harder uh, to travel sometimes. Um, I'll say, I'm going to make a general statement, but for women who may have other commitments and stuff that um, other people may not have. So we do have um, more people here in DFW playing a lot more women who are playing more regularly in leagues and stuff. Um, and so that definitely happened, but also we have people traveling in and playing both consistency and consistently and, um, just as spot players, right? So this, this season we had Alicia Demanuel, Whitney Pittman, um, there may have been others that were planning to, to play regularly in the South. Um, and then we also have just this season, this round, we had, what, four people travel in, if I'm counting right, to play out from outside the region. So that's not like organic growth or anything, but I do like how uh, there's kind of a sharing of 
regions, I guess, where people are interested to come out and play with us and that helps us to get better and it helps us to feel as part of the community. Nice. Very cool. And um, how about you, Alicia? What, what would you say your biggest takeaway is for, for round two? I think they nailed it. I mean, they we've got all these girls that are going to practices and getting better, consistently better. And just, I mean, here locally, it's been an improvement that we've had some of the people, some of our guys take notice and say, hey, we need to have a women's league. Y'all, y'all need your own little practice or to have a league and have people that might not want to just play foam or want to try the no sting ball, but are afraid to come and get hit in the face by a guy or something. So it, it's nice to have a few other options and besides just to practice. So we, we've grown to having both men's leagues and women's leagues and played with foam. We played with no sting. We just started a new league with strictly 8.5. And so nice. it's, it's about trying different things and seeing what works. And we're definitely seeing the growth from that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope it continues, and I hope um, you know next year we're having a conversation about um, jumping to ten teams or you know whatever is reasonable with the growth. But yeah, kind of echoing what you said earlier, Marie. We're sorry with sixteen. Now you're looking at roughly thirty or so, and um, yeah, I just hope it continues to build and more of these uh, regions kind of merge with each other and just see what else is out there. But um, let's go ahead and get into. The actual seating, um, just kind of looking at round robin overall. So um, I think the biggest change was looks like weapons of mass destruction swapped out with chaos. So chaos took first. Um, does anybody want to kind of talk about that or can anybody have any uh, comments about what might have entailed that? I mean, I can. Miss Christie. Um, chaos looked great. They made a lot of improvements from round one. Um, definitely playing another round together as almost a complete team definitely was in their favor. Um, I would say individually, some players, um, Parker, uh, she did a much better job on her wing than in round one at her court awareness and her um, landing her kill shots. I thought they were much better. Um, Their catchers did a better job catching. I mean, they just played all around much better as a team and individually, they did great. I was wondering, and I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned it because I was going to bring her up because we talked about it briefly offline because yeah. uh, Falcon Parker, I like Parker, mm-hmm. like, you don't you don't forget a name like that. So <laughs> is she, I saw, I heard her playing in uh, the West. Does she live there or how, how does that work? Okay. Uh, so her name is Stephanie Parker. On Facebook, she has herself listed as Falcon Parker. Um, we just call her Parker, I right. think. For the majority um she is from um azel texas which is right here in dfw area um but she got a job opportunity in california and moved to the beginning of this year and so she's been trying to slowly you know meet people um and start playing and i think with some help of cody stidham and stuff she's gotten herself hooked up with i think san diego area i think but um she quickly okay go ahead she was actually, she's doing a traveling gig, right? Um, I don't know if she's a nurse or PT or what, but she, she's a PT. She, yeah. Okay. So she's doing traveling jobs. So I know she started in San Diego and then I, I think she just moved up to LA for a new round, right? A new tour. 
don't mm-hmm. know what you call it, but um, so I think she's up in the LA area now. Okay. Gotcha. So real name is Stephanie, but but still, I mean, forever in my eyes, yes. it's, it's always going to be Falcon, and that's a cool name. So I mean, <laughs> she'll answer to any of them. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh. Since I heard Parker in the uh, round two recap of the West, I was like, it couldn't be, it couldn't be Falcon. There's no way, but I had to ask, and kind of glad I did because it's cool to see, it's cool to see that continuity. Um, and obviously, whatever Chaos did, I mean, they, and we'll we'll talk about this when we get into the bracket play, but it looks like it, it really kind of paid off for them. Um, really curious to hear about their match against WMD uh, for the finals, but um, let's talk about WMD. So. Um, you guys slipped one seed. Uh, what what happened there? Can anybody tell me about that? I, I do want to answer this one. Right. Um, so I have two rostered players that one has not been able to make it yet, and that's Kate Murphy. Um, she's actually going to be playing with us. She was supposed to play round two, round three, and and probably nationals, and then Alicia Emanuel. Um, Kate was injured the week before round two. Yeah. And yeah, she fell off a or slid down a 30 foot cliff. Um, she did. And Alicia couldn't make this round. I think she had a a wedding or something. Um, so we picked up, uh, two West coast players, um, who were already coming in. And, um, yeah, we had some adjusting to do because we didn't even know them. Like, so we met said hello and then started playing together. So we had, some growing pains to do. And then I was back on the court, right? So, I mean. Oh, well, and then I'm pregnant. <laughs> Five months pregnant. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of kind of readjusting <laughs> this time um, for all of us, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not trying to put you guys on the spot, but I was just curious, like, what, what changes would have happened? And it sounds like, I mean, if, if half your team is kind of swapped out and these roles are, are changing, then um, that'll do it. And, um, yeah, Kate Murphy, she, uh, it was like a 30 foot fall and mm-hmm. a rock broke her fall. So yeah, that one gives people some idea of what she's recovering from. Hopefully it's fast and, and she's doing well. And yeah, that, that's just, uh, that was scary. Um, it was so sweet, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. You know, <laughs> I really wanted to be there and I'm like. You're still alive. I'm gonna be happy about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take the the bare minimum. Hey, you're okay, kind of thing. Um, right. <laughs> sorry to have inconvenienced you with my fall, guys. Like, yeah. Um, Kate's awesome. Um, okay, but I mean, it, it didn't seem like you guys slipped up too much again, taking um, taking second here. But again, we'll, we'll get into that. And then um, I want to talk about Ascension. So, did I hear you correctly earlier, Alicia? This was the team that you put together. Yes. So, yeah, I had um, I I knew some of the West Coast girls were coming in, and so I was trying to form a team, and they were all we were all trying to play together, but unfortunately that couldn't happen, and and then because of rules, and then so I recruited a couple of the girls from DFW, and they were willing to play, and then there was a another girl from San Antonio that played last year, and she came in, and so. I was able to fill five spots and unfortunately couldn't find someone last minute to fill the sixth spot. So we played with five. Gotcha. Do you think this is a team that will 
well, I don't want to say move on past you or after you, but is this a team that we'll see again, or is this like a one-time thing? Maybe we'll see the same players, just different team name, or is there like a future for them, for lack of better words? I'm not sure at this point if it, it it probably won't be the same team or we'll have to see it's with, with traveling and going to the next round and it being in a month. I don't know who's all planning to travel there or if anybody's planning to travel there. That's, that's kind of uh, up in the air at this moment, but, and then we also don't know who might decide to play from new Orleans, if they're going to make another team or need some players. So anybody could play or create a new team for new orleans gotcha so one team i don't really want to necessarily call out but i'm but i'm curious as to how they're doing because uh, we talked about like how poison took third but they uh they're evolving and they're consistent so they're looking better as we go so envy i'm recognizing them from you know round one um how did they look um this round so do i remember from round one that they want to be called envy Oh geez. Yeah. Is that right? There's one yes. in every. Okay, that's what I thought. Cap- okay. Anvi. Um, okay. So Anvi um, is captained by Ariana, and she's from New Orleans. So I consider this the New Orleans team, um, but really it's it's a team that has come together. Um, I think a few people are from New Orleans, um, but it's kind of where we throw the new players. Um, so you know, it doesn't surprise me that they're at the bottom of the ranking so to speak because um you know everybody's new and that's part of a growing region a growing league kind of thing is you've got people who are coming on and they're new and you've got to have a place to put them when you have other established teams um and without ariana being willing to captain a team that was kind of a role we all played last year um being able to captain teams with whoever showed up um, we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are today. And so um, even, you know, Ascension joined for round two, but for round one, we, we, if we would have only had three teams. So um, it's, yes, they're at the bottom of the list, but it's also part of, of growing to have a team that, that, that is capturing kind of all the new players and everything else. You know, they show up, they, they did well. It's fun to get to know people that way. Um, and kudos to Ariana for just kind of calmly accepting that role um, in, in captaining that team and helping everybody to get acquainted with with everything that Elite is. That's really cool, actually. So she's kind of like the uh, the de- like the development team, for lack of better words, where this is a, a chance for new players to kind of get their get their feet wet, for lack of better words, and they can actually play. And um, I mean, that's. Like obviously everybody wants to win, but for the for those players and captains, um, and I'm thinking about my conversation with Rebecca, where their their focus is just on developing new players and building the organization as a whole. Um, that's really cool. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll we'll see more uh, progression from Envy, and you know maybe we'll see like some of the the names that are going to pop up. We can say, oh yeah, I started with Envy, or, or however it's going to develop, but. Uh, I mean, it's this. This seems to be like if there's one theme, it would be uh, like the just progression for uh, for for women's, and I, I think with envy that that's going to happen. So, very cool. Yeah, what I expect is you know as we move into 
you know, possibly round three, um, but certainly next year that the women who started with OMBI um, or even just across the South will kind of split up again into different teams or whatever. And some of the ones that are on V are on on V may captain their own or, um, you know, and, and bring on their friends and, and that's how we grow or, or they may just kind of be added on to WMD or, you know, poison. That's kind of where you see, Oh, Hey, look, that person, that person can throw, let's, let's get them into the squad. And, um, you know, that that's where growth comes from. So, um, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing who we can continue to find and, and pick up. Nice. Very cool. Well, let's, um, let's go ahead and go into getting the brackets. And um, I guess we can kind of talk about, I want to talk about WM, WMD versus Poison. So we can't talk about how Poison was looking really good. Um, do you guys remember anything from that specific match that we can kind of talk about? Um, I think what this was... Yeah, this, I guess the winner of this would have gone to championships, so I'm bad at brackets. But, um, yeah, can you guys kind of talk about this one? It looks like WMD took it 4-1. I was trying to remember the exact <laughs> sequence, and I don't think I do. I do remember, um, you know, just at WMD as we went in, I think we were pretty confident. We had we started out in round robin losing our first round to Ascension, and um, – I know personally that I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I felt like we should have done better than that, um, but we didn't. So, um, but at the same time, it was, you know, again, everybody coming together or whatever. So we just talked it up to getting our groove together. But by the time we got to bracket play, I think we had that groove um, and, and we really uh, were playing together well. So at the same time, I think having gone through two round robins, um, some people were pretty tired. Um, and, and I think that might've hit poison a little bit by the time that we got to bracket play. Um, because up until this point they had been playing really well. And, um, you know, I think it wasn't a huge struggle for us to beat them. Um, but certainly they took one from us. So, um, they were able to get it together enough to, still give us some competition and win some. Gotcha. Actually, um, I did want to kind of double back because we're, we're talking about um, kind of like a, a I don't want to say like a mixture of new players, but Ascension and Envy. Is there anything that you can kind of talk about, Alicia, with, with that match? So this is going back to, I guess, like the first round. Yeah, so with Ascension, I had kind of... Uh, gotten a couple of players who who have not played in a while and recruited those girls to play in this round since it was in DFW it was it's more convenient for a lot of girls or we have some local girls who might not want to travel but they're willing to come out and play if it's local and right. so I had asked them to play and then I had also recruited Maylene from the west she plays on Hari Curie Okay. For the women's, and we we just really meshed well. We we got on the court, and it was easy to call plays. Everyone kind of knew what their role was, and and we just were able to make our throws hit our targets. We we were playing down five to at, with five people, and so it was really crucial to hold on to balls, 
and then any time, I mean, we, we caught so many balls. It was, it was kind of mind boggling. Cause it, it always seemed I would be out on, out on the sidelines cause someone would put two balls on me and then someone would catch me right back in. And so it was just that, that consistency of playing well together that really helped us against a team that they, they were still new. And so the strategies of they've got to throw together, they've got to throw low, don't throw one ball someone could catch somebody back in they they're still learning some of those rules and strategy wise so that that benefited our team greatly nice in that match very cool yeah again like i said i mean hopefully you know we we hear more about uh or we see more of these players um you know maybe wanting to venture outside of um the local area and want to maybe eventually go to new orleans or wherever else um you know these rounds might pop up but um, definitely want to talk about the uh, the finals, Chaos versus WMD, four to three. So again, on paper, it looks like it was a pretty close match. But um, can you guys kind of recap that that match? It was an extremely close match. <laughs> um, we were down, I think, three to one. WMD was down three to one, and then we came back and tied it three to three, and then they took the last win. So we were very proud of ourselves for coming back from that big deficit it felt like <laughs> but unfortunately they pulled it out and we didn't yeah so i mean to overcome like kind of like the changes that we talked about previously um i mean it could have been 4-0 so to be able to kind of you know regain your momentum and, and still put up a good fight it's pretty awesome uh do you have any comments for that um as well marie yeah i mean Chrissy said it earlier chaos was just um playing together really well and you know we had a hard time especially in the beginning that's partly how we got down we had a hard time <clears throat> we, we won the first match i believe or the first you know game and then um then they took the next few off of us and i, I think they knew how to play us they knew who they needed to get out first they knew that how um and, and they were really good at it um, when we were able to, we knew what we needed to do, I think, but we were missing our shots and um, they were taking every advantage that they could and, and were successful with it. So um, it was hard for us, I think, to come back. And, and when we did, it was really hopeful and exciting and fun. Um, and it was kind of disappointing that in the very end we, we lost, um, but the, you know, they deserve it. They, they did really well. Nice. Yeah, I'm curious to see what round three is going to look like. If it's going to be uh, Chaos versus WMD, or if Poison's going to be able to build off that consistency and and um, give one of you guys a run for your money and, and see, you know, maybe it, it might be different. So this is kind of like my favorite part of recapping that I realized is just, okay, who's going to be the final, like who's going to just take it all for, for round three unless it's already decided. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to see how this progresses out. Um, and I guess we'll probably be, sounds like we'll be recapping this first if it's coming up towards the end of june all right so i definitely want to spend some time to go over co-ed but before we move on completely from women's um was there any additional sh uh, i don't want to say like shout outs but any other remarks that you guys wanted to to throw out there before we move on and uh i guess we can start with you alicia uh yeah during the i think it was in the playoff bracket but with the wmd and poison match there was one match where I think Poison had maybe five balls and 
they they had maybe all of their players or five of their players I think and then it was only Jen Woodley still inbounds and I think they if they didn't throw all of their balls they threw at least four of them and she somehow managed to jump and dodge to the side and avoid all balls and it was just a really cool play to see it was awesome nice yeah I like uh I like Jen Woodley I think I met her briefly um was it the Tribune? Sin City. It was before that because Markel Stokes drug her to me and said, like, interview oh. her. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea who this person is. Yes, <laughs> it, was, it was the Dodgeball Tribune tournament. There you go. Yeah, Ooh. she was such a good sport about it. So I was like, oh, this, this person's really cool. So thankfully, <laughs> it wasn't awkward at all. Thanks, Markel. Um, yeah, actually, isn't Markel, wasn't he, like, sporting a Brownhawk jersey? Just random, random thought recently? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That guy's awesome. Um, oh, you know what? Sorry, tangent. Um, so are we doing this thing with the Cowboys? If, uh, if they lose, we're going <laughs> to wear trashy, awful Eagles jerseys? No, I told him no. You told him no? Okay. <laughs> You're, you just uh, sparked Vaughn's fury over here. <laughs> A lifelong Eagles fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I knew it was going to tick off somebody. There's always some Eagles fan out there lurking about. <laughs> yeah. Go Cowboys. Um, yeah, I think I told Mark I'll, I'll, I'll do it if Felicia does it. So if you're not doing it, I won't either. I won't just, I won't disgrace myself with that jersey. Well, then I'll use you. Yeah, we won't have to do it. All right, packed. Done. And then, yeah. And then I would also like to point out Bridget for Poison. She she kind of goes unnoticed, but, man, she, she was really keeping her team alive on some of those plays and stuff. She would, she would get a throw off and then catch – some of her teammates back in and she's she's really i think coming along really well as a corner for that team nice yeah hopefully we'll hear and about also, her okay and also mailing she was just sniping everybody left and right it was it was pretty cool to watch her just throw throw a ball get somebody out throw a ball to to the whole group of girls and get somebody out and then leave herself open but dodge balls and then just stay alive and then catch somebody back in it was awesome yeah she she's really fun to play with i mean i remember her from the classic obviously and um she just seems like she's an all-around uh great player and um she comes from sacramento i think or bay area that's where she's from yes mm-hmm. nice yeah it's uh i've got like a little soft spot in my heart for replacements i want to hear about them do well um as always but uh did you have any others, Leisha, before we move on to uh, Marie? And I would say Parker as well from Chaos. She was killing it on the corner. She had my number all day long. And I'm, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt now that she's getting to play and practice with the West Coast players. She got to play with Fuego at round two. And I mean, that that's just an awesome group of girls to learn from and grow from. So I know she's, she's going to start moving up way fast. Yeah, um, San Diego. I mean, you got the rise people there. You've got uh, Alana Meeks, and a lot of people are just really hardcore dodgeball. So if she's going to those practices. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll be hearing about her a lot more. So it's mm-hmm. exciting. Stephanie Parker, not Falcon, but always Falcon, Falcon forever. Um, how about you, Marie? Uh, do you have any shout outs or? Yeah, I had a couple. Um, you know, it was I, I want to. Thank the West Coast ladies who came out and were really good sports with um, us coming in and 
changing the teams up um, last minute. They were all coming in. And by they, I just mean, um, was it Mailing and also Sydney and, <clears throat> excuse me, recovering from this cold, and Allison? Um, is that their names, right, Alicia? Yes. Um, okay. So they were all, you know, coming in to play with Ascension, and, and we ended up kind of dispersing them amongst the other teams. And they were su- such good sports and joining our teams and being kind. And, um, you know, I really appreciated them playing with us. One of the good things about having them come in, but anyone from the outside is, you know, again, it even it, it brings other talent in to our leagues and or to our region and lets other people see other styles of play and new people. It's just such a good fresh air, but there were such good sports about everything that happened. And, and so I appreciate that. Um, I certainly liked seeing Caroline out here. She's uh, she played with Ascension. Um, she's from San Antonio and has played dodgeball for a long time. We don't get a lot of San Antonio players that come to elite very, very much anymore. Um, she came out to round three last year. I know she wanted to play more regularly, but um, other commitments have gotten in the way. So um, it, was, it was really good to see her out. She's a, she's a lefty, um, knows how to play the game. So it, it's, it's fun to see her. Nice. San Antonio, how, uh, how far is that from Dallas? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's five hours, five to eight hours, depending on if you have kids and you have to stop over at 30. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, so that's a pretty good, pretty good trek there. That's about from Arizona to LA, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, really bad at geography, so it's all it's all one centric location for me if it's not in the West. But I'm kind of understand a little bit more. Um, how about you, Christy? What you got? Um, I'm gonna pick on Marie and Kathy a little bit, but I want to actually give a shout out to Kathy. Kathy played so good. Her, she's not normally, in my opinion, known as a being a thrower, which is why I'm going to pick on them. Because apparently Marie told her that I said she wasn't a thrower and to give her the ball. And so that that encouraged her to start throwing more. And it worked. She was sniping people and making some great shots on people's shoelaces. So I was super proud of her, whether what their motivation was. Uh, but she played so good and so many times she finished out our matches uh, to get us the W by herself. So nice. um, she played so good. Um, <laughs> and then um, Katrina Coleman, I want to give her a special shout out because she left me with a bruise. I haven't been bruised by a female in a long time. Um, her throws, she has an underhand throw and an overhand throw and um, they're both getting um, very strong and powerful. So that I was really impressed by her throw. Um, oh, you, you already talked about Jens. Um, oh, and Katrina also had a headshot on a girl in chaos that left her eye immediately swollen and stuff. So, oh wow, it was <clears throat> it was very harsh to see. Um, there's somebody else. I need to look out for Katrina. Yes. Don't turn your head because that's what happened. I think. I think one person was coming off the court. I think Valerie was leaving the court and passed in front of Elizabeth, and Elizabeth also was turning around to get a ball, and she paid the price. It even left that like hickey-looking rub burn on the side of her neck for a minute. 
I was like, oh no. Um, <laughs> supposed to be no sting. What? Yes. Um, so I was looking at, so I'm looking at the notes from, from last round and um, I was kind of surprised. I didn't hear Happy Feet mentioned at all. Was she oh, there? She's or? there. She's there. Yeah, she's still deadly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just there, I don't, I don't remember any plays that were, you know, extraordinarily outstanding, but that's just because we know what to expect from her. Right. You know, every time <clears throat> she, she's often the last one in. And I remember this several times um, as we were playing, you know, reminding, especially the newer folks, you know, don't throw at her alone, throw together because you know what she does. She'll catch um, and she'll bring someone in and it'll turn around a game. And so um, that's what she did. That's probably why I didn't hear from her. She just she just played her own game like she usually does. <laughs> she's just good enough. For I mean, nothing. It's just no another day in, in dodgeball for her. Fair enough. Um, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Christy, but uh, did you have any others or? No, no. Gotcha. Very cool. So uh, definitely want to spend some time to go at co-ed. I know I've been kind of skipping it with um, with West, um, unfortunately, because it's so dang huge. Um, I'd probably need another two parts for it. Same thing with the East. But what I'm what I'm picking up on with co-ed, and um, this is going to be one of my first questions, and I don't know if this might be for you, Marie, but obviously with with women kind of developing and growing from 16 to 30. Is it fair to say that co-ed's helping with that growth or has that contributed to the growth of co-ed? Because I, I don't remember co-ed being this big. So I guess the first question well, is... If you, okay. if you remember, sorry, I don't know. But if you remember, we didn't have co-ed before. Right. We had, we had open no-sting. And generally women didn't play unless, you know, they were subbing in because a team lost a player and they needed to pick up someone last minute and a woman was the only person available. Um, so we didn't have a co-ed division before last year. We played no. co-ed at round three last year. I would say women's helps with co-ed more than co-ed helps with women's. Women's helps with co-ed. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought. Cause then you have, you know, if, if you're trying to put together a co-ed team, you know, you have a, a stronger pool of, of women players to pull from versus, I guess, the reverse. So, yeah, and then yeah. it went from 12 to 14. So from uh, no co-ed division at all to – did any of you guys remember how many co-ed teams were, for, were there for round three last year? I oh, think wow. we had 12. 12. I want to say it was 12. Okay. You know, the, we, we had to kind of – bring people into co-ed no sting kicking and screaming a little bit not not the women but um the teams that have consistently played together because as everyone knows you kind of have to shuffle up the teams you can't bring your full rostered open team into a co-ed because there's just too many people right so yep. um some people have to move on to find another team for co-ed and um, you know, everybody was a little uncomfortable with that at first last season, but I think this season now everybody has scrambled <clears throat> is past the scramble of finding who they're going to play with. And, you know, are there women really out there that are going to play with us kind of thing? Um, and more about, Oh, Hey, what's, who's the best woman we can find? Who do we like playing with? Um, I think to a degree for us, I don't know if this is true in other regions, but, open or a co-ed nosing tends to be 
a more fun or playful division than maybe open. So women's gets done open 8.5 gets done and everyone's wanting to still compete, but a little bit tired and certainly ready to have a little bit more fun on the court, right? It, it, it matters a little bit less. Um, I think than maybe the other two divisions. So um, people are looking for people that they're going to have fun to play with as well. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I think that's kind of the same with the West, at least maybe not recently, because there's definitely been a crap load of teams that have stepped up, like teams like Echo and I think Dope, and um, forgetting names off the top of my head, but um, before it would it would seem, at least with my experience, a lot of people, you know, they go full full speed with Open, and then they go to Code, I'm like, oh, okay, now this is the fun division. And it's a chance to like kind of mix up the rosters and, and break up the open team and, and form like two to three different teams. So I, I think that's that might be I don't want to say universal, but I think that's kind of just the mentality. Maybe it's changed a little bit since then, since things are obviously getting more competitive. But um, I kind of want to agree with you on that. But um, let's definitely talk about some of the some of the matches that um, I highlighted, just because again I wanted to just kind of focus a little bit on coed and especially since it's developing. Hopefully we'll see fourteen or more teams next round, but. Uh, yeah, I, I like where this is going. So, um, off the bat, because I, I kind of made this mistake uh, during the open recap, and I think this is more for you, Christy. Uh, Lone Star versus Syndicate. So, what are they the same team, just different jerseys, or am I missing something really obvious here? Like, is there an inside joke or? No, it's just confusing. <laughs> it's Lone Star <laughs> Syndicate. I mean, it is. Because people will call us Lone Star or Syndicate, but it's the same team. There's no different. There's not even a different jersey. It's it's got Syndicate on it, right? Or what's on the I jersey? Mean, I mean, I I'd have to grab my jersey. I don't think I paid attention. I do mm-hmm. think I one time asked Cody what's with the Syndicate, and he's like, "It's staying." Like it must be a thing I don't know about. I'll try to get the info out more. But I remember one time I I asked him, "Why are we not just Lone Star? What's with the syndicate?" He says, "Don't ask me about it. It's staying." And I was like, "Okay," because that's kind of his brand thing down here. At least he's got um, like a little league or tournaments he does with that name and stuff. So I'll find out the backstory okay. maybe for round three. That would be awesome because I'm even <laughs> more curious now. Like I was I was hoping to walk out of here with uh with an answer, and now I'm just like. What the heck? No, but, like... it, but it is a thing. Okay. I, I did get that. I got told that it's a thing. So I'll find out what it is about. Okay. Like several years ago, maybe just a couple years ago, the last year of the Detroit Cup, we went to play and it was like me and Cody, Jonathan Harper. We had Dylan Clark, Eric Jones played with us. And I think those original black jerseys just said Lone Star. And I think since then, Every new iteration has said syndicate on it, so. I'll have to look at them. Actually. I'm like 99% sure the one that I put with had Lone Star on it, not I'm going to put the phone down for five seconds. Hang on. The the jersey. We're going to have some proof. Dang it. And I think, you know, Cody at one point, I I don't want to speak for him too much, but I think at, at one point he had kind of this vision of putting together a brand for Texas Dodgeball. Um, you know, if, if we had USA dodgeball and all the leagues kind of support it or fall under it or whatever, um, something similar to that for, um, Texas dodgeball and, and being able to grow, 
across all the major cities. You know, we've got um, <clears throat> Fort, Worth, Fort Worth leagues that run under the rec brand. Um, and we have DF, Dallas Dodgeball um, here out in Dallas. Um, so we used to have San Antonio stuff or Houston stuff or whatever. And so I think there's this idea that maybe you continue to have all of those regional dodgeball leagues without, you know, shutting them down, but kind of bring them into a like Texas or Lone Star Syndicate, right? A Texas dodgeball club or something like that. But I don't know if that's still it or accurate or not. Yeah. Sort of like USA dodgeball does with their individual leagues, but they're all under this umbrella. It was just kind of a Texas based. So with, with this Texas based, um, syndicate league, organization succeed from USA Dodgeball and form its own state for a little bit? I don't know. People might start driving around Texas with bumper stickers that say <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <was> a- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. Oh, one, one for one so far. That's funny. That's, that's, I mean, that's a cool idea. I mean, I obviously Texas is massive and there's a lot of potential for a lot more teams to come in and um Without getting too much into a tangent, I, I kind of hope that that continues and maybe I get, I'll get a chance to pick Cody's brain a little bit and find out one of these days. But, uh, Chris, you were able to get that jersey before we cover a couple teams? Yeah. Well, y'all aren't wrong because I have a black and I have I have several of them. They all do say syndicate. I just never noticed. They don't have Lone Star written on them anywhere. Hmm. Okay. I don't believe you. I'm going to have to look at mine. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at Go some look. <laughs> Well, he's going to go too now. Yeah, he might come back <laughs> later and, and tell us. All right, cool. Well, in the meantime, uh, I want to I wanted to talk about uh, Continuum versus Ascension. And so, Lisa, this was uh, one of you, this was one of the games that you participated in. So, can you kind of um, walk me through this one? I think this is what got you. Let's see, where am I in the bracket? At the very top. Yeah, so that so got you guys. One... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. This is just the one that would get us into playing for the championship. Right. And then Continuum off to the th- to third place match. So 4-2, you guys uh, beat Continuum. What was, what was that like? What do you remember from that match? It was probably our most intense game that we've played or that I've played with co-ed so far. I mean, uh, we always have intense games with outsiders, but unfortunately, like, their play is just solid. They play t- together so well that it's just kind of quick and easy game or not well easier for them if they win and then this game it was just we went back and forth I, I think it was when we got to three to two we were we were going through and high-fiving each other and everybody was saying yeah congratulations good luck on on your next round and then we all started to say wait I don't know if we're finished yet was that our fourth game did we take that game or was that our fourth win and and so then it was like, oh yeah, no, that was three to two. You still have one more game. It's not over yet. And it was it was just intense back and forth play the whole round. Nice. Um, let's try to see if you guys faced off last last round. Doesn't look like you got a chance to play at least in the in the bracket last um, last one. But I'm curious to see now if uh, if we'll see if we'll see something similar in round three. Is Ascension going to be a team that sticks around for round three? Yes. Okay, cool. Nice. Um wanted to go into and then I think um 
Chris, you can probably help with this one. So Continuum versus Syndicate. So Ascension went off into the finals, and I'll definitely ask you guys about that final match. But before that, I want to go into the third-place match, uh, Continuum versus uh, Syndicate. So what what can you remember from that, uh, Christy? I mean, they played really great, and they beat us. Uh, super big shout-out to them because they seeded after round robin, I believe, at like 13th, and to get all the way to the third-place spot. I mean, just shows how well they were playing together. Unfortunately for us, I think we were plagued with a little bit of injuries and not getting enough practice in due to like work schedules and stuff. And so them playing so well together and us not definitely showed. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Almost, I mean, second to last seed. Uh, Looks like they beat, um, they play first, Nola Brass, then Southern Revolver, rest in peace, Sergio, then had that match against Ascension and then eventually took second or yeah, third. So again, just as I said earlier about, you know, looking into round three and what the predictions might be, I'm, I'd be really curious if I, I'd be surprised if I didn't see Outsiders Ascension and, and Continuum there fighting for it. Um, and it sounds like if, if they're able to figure out like some of the roster uh, challenges or just have that consistency, it might be a, a different, uh, a different matchup. But, uh, and also, okay. And- and also a shout out to their girls. So I know Rachel McCoy, she she always plays 8.5 with them. And so she doesn't even play women. She plays 8.5. And then now she's playing co-ed with them. But they've also brought in Cindy Beverly as one of their girls. And then Becca May is also playing with them. And they were, they were all killing it during nice. our games, holding down corners. It, it was just awesome to see them having real strong positions on their team as well. Very cool. Uh, Rachel McCoy, is she Ben McCoy's wife by any chance, or is there any relation there? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Continuum. So is this Dodgeball Tronic Supersonic then rebranded? Dodge Tronic Supersonic, yeah. It's a new it's ha. a new team that's that's that group. Uh-huh. See, so, I, you know, they're not even a no-sting team, right? They, right? They've almost exclusively played 8.5 as long as they've existed. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they ever even practice no sting. I think they pretty much just play it because they, you know, they traveled to Memphis. They might have. I was, um, I was pretty happy for them. How I caught the tail end of their game against Ascension, and I was pretty happy with how they were playing, considering they're not a no sting team and they're mostly just out there kind of for fun. But they did really well. I'll say, just for fun, showing up as third. And um, I mean, I think we we talked about them a little bit um, in the open recap. Um, that's cool that Ben McCoy's still playing and yeah uh, I do forget some simple things but then something just triggers I'm like oh I know this I know that name um, so yay me not losing it after all but um, let's talk about the Outsiders versus Ascension game so that one um, 4-0 so again just want to know what the actual story was and uh, not sure if uh Vaughn and Marie want to take that one, or at least you want to tell us like what it was like from your perspective, but how did that play out? Yeah, 4-0 kind of makes it look like we came in and slept them, but that wasn't the case, right? It really wasn't. They they won when we played them in round robin, um, and personally coming into this, I was a little nervous. We'd been horsing around a lot in round robin. I mean, we lost to some teams that we shouldn't have lost to, Um and Ascension wasn't one of them. I mean, we knew going in that Ascension was going to be one of the tougher teams for us to beat. They are a no-sting team. Um, and 
you know, I think coming in, and this is my own perspective again, having not played in round one, um, I was a little nervous that we were going to get to this game and, and we weren't going to be able to pull it out since we didn't in round round robin. But um, yeah, we beat them, but it, it was a fight. We had, to, we had to fight for a little bit. Gotcha. And what would you say, Vaughn? Would you agree or? Um, yeah, I mean, for sure about the round robin part, there was a lot of horsing around and I was not particularly happy with some people. <laughs> That's why on the open recap, I don't know if this made the cut, but they were talking about me, whether I liked Elijah's slide across the line more or Jake's. Because no, I, just, I left that out for you. They literally dove in like head first in one of, <laughs> in one of the rushes to try and get the ball. I mean, we were just forcing around, but gotcha. So, yeah, so I wasn't sure that once we got into bracket play, we were going to be able to reel ourselves in from just kind of goofing off, um, but we did. So, um, you know, they had their normal kind of core group of guys minus Trey. And they had the two guys from the East um, who I think, if I'm remembering correctly, were originally UDC players. So they had a lot of experience um, with the no-sting ball, and they really helped them out. They, they played pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, it was – I mean, it was 4-0. We just – we were able to turn it back on after Ron Robin. Um, but. I think one of the games we got down, I don't know, 4 or 5 to 1, it was Kim – left in and he took his time and was able to pick off each one of them. Um, and that was, you know, back to our normal play. Um, but we were able to turn it back on, but it wasn't an easy thing. I want to say maybe, I don't remember if it was the Ascension game. It might've been where it was just Kathy and at the end, and she made a catch. It was, it was because it was, it brought, um, brought Elijah back in. Mm-hmm. Mm. It brought back Elijah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, somebody you want being brought back in <laughs> if you're on the other side. You're like, ah, oh, great. This kid. <laughs> um, random Patrick O'Donnell, does that name ring a bell at all? Speaking of yeah, no he's sting, the captain. And you just see? So he's the captain of Ascension? Yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Yeah, um, he reached out to me a while ago saying, if you ever want to cover UDC-ish dodgeball in Texas, let me know. And obviously that, that fell apart with UDC no longer being around. Uh, but uh, nice. I'm glad to see that these teams are, are sticking out. Um, earlier, Alicia, I think you were going to say something about Ascension. Um, do you remember what you were going to say from your point of view? Or No, I think they, they pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, it was it, it's not as bad as it looks with the 4-0 sweep. Um, we had uh, I think I think it was two matches at least where it would get down to one player versus one or two on both sides and, and then it was just that catch or just nicking someone and then yeah I, I remember that I, I, I didn't intentionally throw because I didn't want Kathy to catch mine and then she caught the other guys and so it was like oh crap and then here comes Elijah and because Kathy's not a thrower. So. <laughs> As we've discussed. <laughs> gotcha. Um, let's take she actually a- yells at me if I tell her to throw. She'll say, you just want me to get out. And that's why you're asking me to throw. Was it like Which reverse psychology true. then? Like, don't throw, and she'll throw, and then throw, and then she won't throw? 
Yeah. That's funny. So that's, uh, that's pretty much all I wanted with Koei. Like I said, um, if I'm going to actually cover Koei, I'll probably do it in a separate episode. So we'll see what uh, what the team amount looks like uh, next round and uh, maybe make another part. But um, I did want to go ahead and pull some of the comments that I received from the type form. So thank you again to whomever um, submitted these comments. Um, this first one I think was anonymous, but basically uh, Alicia Huang had an amazing off-the-rush kill against Chaos. She ended up hitting Parker off the rush, uh, who I now know is that's a big deal. And the ball bounced up and hit uh, Valerie uh, Lerma before the ball went dead. So nice little double kill there. And this person says that she's an upcoming lookout player for sure. And uh, we definitely uh, called that earlier. So it's good to see the continuity there. It's not just uh, the panelist bias. But um, the next one, uh, Tori Thompson, looks like he's shouting out Ariana. Uh, from Category 5. This is the same Ariana from Envoy. Envoy? Envy? Envy, Okay, cool. Yeah, from Category 5. Koi Nosing, it was 2v1, her and another teammate versus me, me being Tori. Uh, her teammate threw a ball at me, which I popped straight up. She had a ball, but didn't immediately defensively react as if to prevent me from attempting to make the catch. I then laid on my back, stuck my hand up in the air to catch the popped up ball, and literally just had my hand and literally just at my hand started to make contact with the ball. Out of nowhere, the ball she threw hit my hand and prevented it from making the catch. Um, so you basically just said, not today. Uh, thus ending the game. Um, it was an amazing throw, and the game ended. So way to go, Ariana. Um, nice little accurate uh, shot there. And then Whitney from Southern Revolver. <clears throat> and we kind of, I think, hinted towards this with Sergio during the Open. But uh, Brandon Ballyard's double flight kill. So we have a special guest that we brought in just to talk about this one. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. So uh, what can you tell us about this flight kill? Uh, well, it was completely pre-planned, to be perfectly honest with you, and hilarious at the same time. Uh, we were in between matches, and Brennan just in his whimsical way that he handles everything, says, you know what, I'm totally going to flight kill twice this time. And we said, well, wait till the end and get whoever you can. And he said, no, 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 no. I want to do it twice. So I need you guys to catch me back in. So right off, right off the rush, he just goes like flying squirrel monkey uh, across the center line and catches John Wheeler, completely not paying attention at all, takes him out, uh, goes over to the sidelines, giggling. I mean, he's just cackling like he just, you know, won the lottery kind of thing. And sure enough, he gets caught back in. It, it's down to, I think it was like a five-on-one uh, with uh, Jeff Cornish was the last remaining player on Vendetta. And sure enough, he does it again and manages to sneak in a shot right on uh, Cornish's outside leg and catches that you know opening flight kill and closing flight kill. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah, you can't get any, uh, any more deliberate than that just opening it up with one and any so who, who caught him in to, to make that happen do you remember you know what i do not remember i think it might have been michael shepherd but i'm not 100 percent on that gotcha yeah because as impressive as a double flight kill is i think the real mvp it goes to the guy that caught him back in to give him that opportunity but uh no that's pretty awesome uh he totally babe ruth called it um i guess there's only one thing to do now that's go for the triple flight kill so Braden, if you're listening, uh, I issue you the challenge. Let's see if we can get three for round three. But uh, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me in, Jeremy. And um, before we uh, wrap up, because that's pretty much all I had, but I uh, have to ask Marie and Jeremy both the uh, Team Pizza versus Team Taco questions. So, Marie, if you had to choose one or the other, what would you go with? Team Taco. 
no hesitation at all. Yeah, I've had a chance to think about it after <laughs> the last several podcasts. I'm glad I asked. Awesome. And uh, how about you, Jeremy? Put you on the spot. Uh, breakfast tacos, please. Breakfast tacos. Okay. So, Team Taco. Uh, Sean's going to win this thing. But um, awesome. Well, very cool, guys. Well, I mean, that's, that's all I had. Um, I'm, I was happy to cover what I could with co-ed. It's, it's awesome seeing, as I've been saying, the uh, the progression and evolution from, again, 16 women players to 30 to uh, what looks like a pretty solid uh, co-ed division even. And um, I got nothing much else to say, but uh, thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to round three. So we'll go ahead and uh, end the interview there. Alrighty, so that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball South Round 2 Women's Division Tournament and co-ed, uh, briefly on the co-ed aspect, but um, really huge thank you, per usual, to uh, to Marie, to Christy, and Alicia for, for hopping on, and as always, just uh, just being willing to give me some of your late evening uh, to talk about dodgeball, and also thank you to uh, to late guests Vaughn and Jeremy Stevens for, for helping out as well. Um, if there's one thing I really enjoy about uh, recapping with um, South Regional players, it's uh, I never knew who I'm going to get from Alexa to random guest appearances from Vaughn to even Jeremy now. So um, I'm all for it, and I think it just keeps the, the recapping on a nice little lighthearted, fun, but also hopefully informative uh, pace. But um, huge congratulations to Chaos for taking first. Uh, WMD for taking second and Poison for taking third. Um, really curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, especially want to know if um, if WMD is going to be able to recover from taking second and take first and, and take it all, or if we're going to see uh, Poison be the new contender for the first and second uh, positions. And then also congratulations to Outsiders for taking Coed first, and then for Ascension for taking second, and for Continuum from having that incredible comeback from 13th seed all the way to uh, to third place. So. With the uh, continued evolution of the women's division from in the South, from going from, f- what, 12, 16 players to 30, and then going from no co-ed division at all to a 14-team uh, division when the course of or span of about a year, th- this is awesome. And this is exactly the kind of growth and development and progression that really, really excites me. And I just hope that it continues and that we can continue to podcast it well past round three and well past uh, 2019. So with that all being said, um, thank you everyone that submitted the uh, Typeform uh, feedback uh, input surveys, whatever you want to call those answers. Uh, definitely want to utilize those more, incorporate more items like that to help make these uh, recaps that much more thorough, give people their due, and shout out the great deeds that take place. Um, again, that's pretty much all I have. So um, I will be taking a two-week break due to uh, playing Army for the next two weeks. So I guess uh, I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, so in the meantime, you know, have a great pre uh, Have a great rest of your evening. A great rest of your week. Great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.